Hi there. Welcome to the While You Wait podcast, where it's all about helping women just like you learn about the bladder while you're waiting for your appointment with that specialist. Each week, I'll combine science, medicine, and common sense so you can learn, become empowered, and get started on your journey to dryness. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Boyles, a board-certified urogynecologist. Let's get started. Hi there. Today I'm going to talk to you about all of the different treatments that are available for urgency urinary incontinence or overactive bladder. This is a pretty common condition and I've talked about conservative therapy for overactive bladder, but I've had requests for the whole treatment spectrum. So I'm just going to do a little overview of this. And like always, Please share this with a friend because this information is so important to so many women. Urinary incontinence is common in women. About half of all adult women experience incontinence, and it becomes more common as we get older. We see a lot more urgency urinary incontinence and overactive bladder in women as they age. And remember that only about a quarter of women seek treatment. So there are lots of women out there struggling with leaking and managing it on their own. Urgency urinary incontinence is when women have symptoms of needing to urinate all the time, feeling like they're going to leak before they get there, and then sometimes actually leaking before they can get there. No one likes leaking, but urgency urinary incontinence is the type of leaking that women really hate because it feels much less predictable than stress urinary incontinence, and often the amount that you're leaking is much greater, so it's harder to contain. So there's a lot of frustration that occurs around this type of leaking. When we talk about treatment for overactive bladder or urgency urinary incontinence, we always talk about lines of treatment. So there's first-line treatment, second-line treatment, and third-line treatment. Ideally, everyone starts with first-line treatment and then works through second and the third line, stopping when their symptoms are well-controlled. First-line treatment is arguably the most important type of treatment, but it also requires the most work on your part. First-line treatment has three components, pelvic floor muscle strengthening, education, and behavioral training. So let's just break this down a little bit. So one, pelvic floor muscle training. It's important that you have a strong pelvic floor and can contract your muscles correctly. This will allow you to do urge suppression. Urge suppression is a technique that we use to control those urges that you get before they cause a problem and you leak. It optimizes how your own reflexes and body work. In urge suppression, what we teach you to do is to do five quick Kegel contractions the minute you feel an urge. When you contract your pelvic floor, it contracts your urethral sphincter. And when the sphincter contracts, it reflexively tells the bladder to stop contracting, which decreases the urge and will eventually make it go away. While you're waiting for it to go away, the next step is to take some deep breaths and distract yourself. Here you're trying to activate your parasympathetic system, which calms the body. And then this allows you to slowly walk to the bathroom. 
In overactive bladder or urge incontinence, what's happening is your bladder is actually contracting when you don't want it to. So the way your system should work is that your bladder should only contract when your brain tells your bladder to contract and tells it that you're in a good spot to empty your bladder. With overactive bladder, your bladder starts listening to other signals and contracts whenever it wants to. And so you're trying to regain control of the system. In education, we're teaching you how your bladder works and then looking for things that you do that may be triggers for you. So foods and drinks that your bladder may not like. Some of them may be obvious to you, like coffee, but there are also many other triggers that you might not know about. Things like citrus or carbonation. I see a lot of women who are drinking sparkling water, and that can be a huge trigger, especially if it's flavored. And then behavioral changes, where we're removing triggers from your diet. Bladder timing is when you're retraining your bladder to behave better. And in bladder timing, you go to the bathroom based on time and not when you're feeling an urge. And then you slowly increase the interval between voids until you're going to the bathroom at a more reasonable time and less frequently. And this is retraining your bladder so you're not responding to your bladder every time it tells you to act up. For many women, this first-line therapy is all that they need, but when that's not the case, then we move on to second-line therapy. Second-line therapy includes medications and supplements. There's one supplement that I'll use, which is pumpkin seed oil, and that has been shown to decrease frequency and urgency. There are currently eight medications that are available to treat urgency urinary incontinence or overactive bladder. And these medications come in two different families. The first family is called anticholinergic medications. And there are six medications that are in this family. The medications include oxybutin, fesoteridine, sulfonesicin, sulfenicin, tolteridine, and trospium. Studies on these medications show that they result in a 50 to 80% reduction in urinary incontinence episodes and a 10 to 30% reduction in urinary frequency. And all of this has been shown to be much better than placebo. Which medication to pick generally is made based on your insurance and your formulary. These medications do have a high rate of side effects, and the most common side effects that we see are dry mouth, dry eyes, and constipation. And many patients discontinue these medications because of the side effects. Long use of anticholinergic medications has also been associated with dementia in older women, and so this is another reason why many women don't prefer these medications. There is a second class of medications, which are called beta agonists, and these work for urinary incontinence as well. These medications are not associated with dementia, but they can also cause dry eyes and dry mouth and constipation, although to a much lesser degree than the anticholinergics. Their efficacy rates are similar to the anticholinergic medications, and they work in 50 to 80% of women. Beta agonists are newer medications, and so they do tend to be more expensive, 
Merbegron can be associated with an increase in blood pressure, so that is an important thing to look for. And then these two different classes of medications can have a synergistic effect, meaning that you can be on a medication from each class and together they can work to improve your incontinence. There are some herbal supplements that can help with overactive bladder symptoms, and these include Gosha Jinkigan, which is a traditional Chinese blended herbal medicine. There are some studies show that frequency was improved in 53% of women, but about 9% of women had significant side effects from the medication. Pumpkin seed oil has also been shown to help with frequency, urgency, and leaking without severe side effects. And you can get this over-the-counter as azo bladder control. There are a couple of different versions of azo, so you want to make sure that you get the bladder control one. Vitamin D deficiency has also been shown to be associated with overactive bladder symptoms, so this can be an important thing to treat. And there is one study showing that magnesium hydroxide can help. Magnesium hydroxide minimized urgency and leaking in about half of women and was well tolerated when women took it. I also have lots of women that want to try natural things. Acupuncture has been shown to help overactive bladder symptoms. It has a positive effect on bladder symptoms and is comparable to anticholinergic medication, so it works in about 60% of women. There are also very few complications with acupuncture. Lots of women have asked me about yoga over time, but there really isn't any data to support this. But there is data to support meditation. So meditation that focuses on stress relief may help overactive bladder symptoms. There's just one study on this, and it included a really small group of women. But this pilot study showed that meditation helped about 71% of women, and of those women, it continued to help 80% of them at one year. So that is as good as a lot of our other treatments. And because meditation has such a positive impact on health, I think that's always a great thing to try. So if these measures don't work, then we're at third line therapy for overactive bladder or urgency incontinence. And this third line therapy, they're all interventions um, and procedures. So the most common procedures that we do at this point include Botox injections and nerve stimulations. So let's start with Botox. So Botox is a toxin that paralyzes the muscle. And when the bladder muscle is paralyzed, it improves overactive bladder because you can't get that extra contraction. Botox works in about 65 to 70% of women. Botox will last 6 to 12 months, and then it needs to be repeated. So this is something that you would do in an ongoing fashion if it worked for you. And when we place Botox, we actually take a small needle and inject it directly into the bladder. And you do this through the urethra with a technique called cystoscopy that can be done in the office. It is not very painful, and I have lots of patients who've been coming to see me for this for years and years and years. 
One of the problems with Botox is that it can work so well that you can have trouble emptying your bladder. And so this is a very important thing to discuss with your provider. And it can also lead to recurrent bladder infections. So that's another thing that's important to discuss. But Botox is an effective treatment for overactive bladder. There are two different nerves that you can stimulate to control the bladder. You can stimulate the third sacral nerve, which is in your back at the very bottom of your spine, and you can also stimulate the tibial nerve, which is along your ankle. I'm going to start with tibial nerve stimulation. So there are three different ways that we can stimulate the tibial nerve. We can do it with a procedure called percutaneous tibial nerve stimulation. And when we do this, you come into the office once a week for 12 weeks and we place an acupuncture-like needle near that nerve and stimulate that nerve for half an hour. Again, once a week for 12 weeks. Many women will not notice an improvement in their symptom until the sixth session. So this type of treatment requires a lot of patience and it requires time because you have to come into the office. But studies show that this works in 60 to 80% of women. And there are few complications besides the amount of time that it takes to do this that we see with this procedure. There's also a new permanent implant that you can place in the ankle that stimulates this nerve. This procedure is known as equine, and it works for about 75% of women, and about 90% of women would recommend this procedure to a friend. Doing the permanent implantation, this procedure has only been available in the United States for about 18 months at this point in time, but it does look like it is a very effective way to treat overactive bladder symptoms that is well tolerated. At this point in time, the battery that we're implanting only lasts for about five years. It depends on the individual settings that you require, so it will have to be replaced at some point in time to continue you the efficacy. And then you can also use a TENS unit to stimulate this nerve. And a TENS unit you can use at home with just some patches and a device that you place on the ankle that will help stimulate this nerve and will result in similar efficacy. So somewhere between 60 to 80 percent. So the last type of nerve stimulation is sacral nerve stimulation. And in this procedure, we're taking a little wire and we're putting it in your back and we're stimulating your third sacral nerve, which will help the bladder function better. It gets rid of overactive bladder symptoms in 60 to 90% of women. And when we do this, we do a trial. So we put that little wire down by the nerves and you live with it for one to two weeks, depending on how it's done document how much better it is. And if it is better enough, then we can go on to a permanent implant. Permanent implants are done when your symptoms are at least 50% better. And in the permanent implant, we're putting a permanent lead down by those nerves and then also placing a battery underneath the skin. 
There are different types of batteries that you can use. There's one that's rechargeable, one that's not. About 70% of women who do the test phase will go on to the implantation phase. And then of those women, 60 to 90% of them feel that the system works for them and controls their symptoms. There are different ways that you can program this technology, and the programming can be done in the office via Bluetooth, so you don't even have to touch the patient to reprogram it. Programming can help if you feel like the system is no longer working as well for you or if we need to optimize the treatment in some way. So it's an easy thing to do that can result in more efficacy over time. Sometimes with nerve stimulation, your body will get used to the programming, and so then we have to reprogram it. Many women are not familiar with the idea of nerve stimulation for the treatment of overactive bladder. And so this is often something that we have to talk about several times until they get used to the idea and what this would mean for them and what the procedures actually entail. So my message to you at this point is that there are lots of different treatments for overactive bladder. Overactive bladder is a very common medical condition. And with the aging of the population, it's becoming more and more common. And so this means that there's more and more research being done on it, and there are more and more treatments being developed all of the time. It's important for you to know that there are lots of different treatments. Some of these treatments may suit you. Some of them may not suit you. You may prefer meditation rather than nerve stimulation. You may want to do it all with urge suppression or medication. And all of those things are okay. It's just important that you know the different treatments that are out there and how we approach these different treatments. In general, I would tell you that the third-line treatments for overactive bladder result in a 60 to 80 percent improvement, and so we just keep trying things until we find the treatment that works the best for you and that you like the best. So I have some more information on these different treatments on my website. I will include those links in the show notes. So if you need additional information, you can look at it there. And again, please share this important information with someone that you know who's struggling with the same issues. So let's all move forward and get better. So let's all get started on our journey to dryness. Thanks for listening. If you want more information about me or my online work, check out my website at www.thewomensbladderdoctor.com. 